welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. Good morning, Christy Lee. How are you going? Juliet, I am wonderful. How are you today? Very well, thank you. I'm right. really excited to be talking about this topic. We're talking about creating learning opportunities yeah. for your people today. And I love this because I have, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this, you know, you never stop learning. Mm. I had a, a participant in my workshop a couple of days ago uh, who was very proud to be 76. And he said to me, I just, I learn something every day and I try and make sure that I do. Mm. And he had such a positive attitude around things it was really interesting and he wasn't a passive learner he was really engaged in how he learned I love that I love that that's awesome and I think I think for so long in workplaces particularly we have had this expectation that learning is something that people should do outside of work Um, and I think generationally as well certainly our generation you went and did your studies and then you went into the workforce. Mm-hmm. One followed the other. They weren't really intertwined. Um, but the times are changing, aren't they? Totally. And, I, I mean, even if you look back, baby boomer generation was the same. You do the learning in your own time. You come with a degree and that's it. Yep. That degree serves you for your career. Yeah. This idea of topping up your learning is a relatively new concept. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think there's a whole range of reasons that that it is this way now. But you know, one of them is the pace of change. You know, yeah. things change just so quickly these days. Mm-hmm. And I think we now acknowledge that people actually like learning. You know, like your 76 year old friend, people yeah. enjoy learning. It is good for us in so many different ways. And whilst you know, previously perhaps learning was a hobby, you learned a hobby on the side, or you learned about something on the side everything is now intertwined you know there's no generally in work personal life work like everything is intertwined so it makes sense that learning is just one of those things that really does need to be a you know a consistent element of workplaces I think yeah no I I agree with you and I think our attitude to learning needs to Mm. be that it is part of something that adds value Mm -hmm. to our business Um, and this idea that you know, we, we talked in a previous episode about motivation. Mm. And, you know, for some people, that continuous learning is a real motivator. Mm. When we know our people and are having those conversations, we will know who's really, you know, inspired by learning and who's looking for those opportunities to learn. Yeah. I also see in the workplace particularly, there's a real appetite for these sort of micro learning. Yeah. You know, they're not looking for big, long things. They're not looking for diploma-level courses. The, the Getting the piece of paper is not as important anymore. Absolutely. And people want quick solutions to whatever their challenge is. And, you know, when you're wanting to learn something, it's usually because it's something you're new to, not comfortable with, want to hone your skills in. Yeah. Um, 
And people, they don't even want to do the whole two or three day thing anymore. You know, I just recently I was working with a team and um, one of their team members wanted to get some training on public speaking, which is part of her role. And there's a few options out there, but what she was looking for was something easy to digest and practical where she was going to get some quick wins. And that is very much a micro learning kind of approach. And the options are out there for her. She's got plenty of choices. Yes, yeah, I think that's right. Well, and I think if COVID has <coughs> done nothing else, it's made everybody comfortable learning online. Hasn't Absolutely, it? yep. We've yep. created that space where Definitely. you can step in and you can do things at any time. And I see lots of things offered. And if you can't turn up on the day, you can get the recordings. And yeah. it makes it incredibly easy to engage. Different and it's more cost effective all around as well. That's the other thing I've noticed when presenting options to the businesses I work with. Mm. The companies that have gone back to, we're only doing this in person, you have to show up in the CBD and it's yeah. two, you know, two or three full days. There's costs with delivering training like that. And so they're expensive things to go to. And so not only is it inconvenient and you know, the, the thing I find with those kind of courses as well, of course, is you turn up, it, it's all fabulous for the two days that you're learning, yeah. but the actual practical implementation <laughs> sometimes falls by the wayside. Um, so I think there's a whole range of reasons that this, you know, micro learning, um, especially online micro learning, it's actually going to be much more easy to implement. And there's often, you know, some accountability and implementation along the way. Um, so I actually think it's more beneficial to everyone as yeah, well. I think there's a lot to that. And as you say, when you step out for two or three days to go to a conference, mm. often when you come back, you're catching up on work first. And by yeah. the time you've done that, you've sort of forgotten yeah. the really key excitement yeah. of the stuff that you learned at the conference anyway. Yeah, yeah, and well, that sort of motivation to implement, I, I find, wanes the longer afterwards you're yeah. actually starting to implement because you know, it all sounded great when you were in the room with the people and you were doing the learning, but, you know, a million other priorities have come across your desk since you got back. So, you know, there, there's just that natural waning of, um, you know, excitement to implement. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons, but but micro-learning is, is absolutely the way of the future. I think it's the way most of our team want to learn as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you see it, that being different across generations in your experience? Yeah, interestingly, I think I think it's a I think there is a mix. What is interesting is that sometimes the younger generations actually want the in person, right, which yeah. would buck the trend really in terms of what you would anticipate because they are such digital natives, mm. but they actually really value connection in person. Um, so to some extent, they do like the in person stuff, but it has to be short and sharp. So, and I think this is where micro learning can be fabulous. It, it can be in person or it can be online. It's about the short, sharp, digestible chunks, uh, I think, that makes it particularly powerful. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I would say the same thing. I'm interested. I, I work with um, uni students quite a lot with our college. Mm. And I see them, they're just wanting to get back in the classroom. Yeah, so, right. I mean, they're all they're all doing degrees or you know two or three year courses, and they're not mm. yet in the workforce in any kind of serious way. Mm -hmm. But yes, they're desperate for that connection. Yeah, with yeah. others and with the lecturers and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 a very interesting trend, and I'm just watching it unfold in the workplace at the moment. But yeah, it, there's definitely a mix, and I think 
there's an in-between crowd who definitely prefer online for all the logistical reasons. Mm. And then, again, younger and older generations tend to prefer. That's what I'm seeing. A little bit of in-person, not necessarily for the whole thing, but at least in some capacity. One of the challenges I hear about is business owners sort of saying, well, why should they be learning on my time? (laughs) Yeah. Do you see that that resistance to people going off to do things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, And like you referred to when we've spoken about this on an earlier episode, engagement is important. And if people have a desire to learn, then this is an engagement strategy. So this is a really important tool you have in your toolkit to engage with your people. And, you know, I'm not suggesting it has to be necessarily all on your time, but I think the willingness to allow it to happen in work time in some capacity is actually really important in demonstrating that you value the learning that they're receiving. Um, And I think that, I think it's an important message to be sending to our teams, but I also think that as the business, we're getting the benefit from this learning, even if it is maybe not even directly correlated to their current role. Anytime someone is learning something, there's some enrichment that is happening, there's motivation, there's engagement. So there are flow-on effects and flow-on benefits that we're going to receive as as a business anyway. So, um, yeah, I definitely see a little bit of resistance around that, but I think like everything in this current environment we're in, people are starting definitely to see the benefit. Um, And, again, it's about knowing your people, knowing, you know, there'll be some people who... If this didn't happen in work, it was, there is no way it would get to happen outside of work. And for others, they're really happy to spend the time outside of work. So it, it's, a, it's about an individualised approach, I think. I think it's also a, a bit of a challenge, particularly if you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. You're usually there because you're, you've been really good at something mm-hmm. and you're a real doer and yep. you're making stuff happen. And there can be this sense of, well, unless the, the learning is directly related, as you say, to the work we're doing, yep. I don't see the point. You yep. know, I want you at work doing your work. And there can be a real challenge for them, understanding the value of people learning other things. Mm. I'm not saying, you know, take time off from your engineering job to go and learn crochet (laughs) but learning just even going up and doing things like first aid or learning some communication skills coming back to the team with different ideas about how the team might operate Mm. that aren't directly related to you know building bridges or managing horses or whatever it is Mm. but but that I think for very practical business owners and managers this can be a real challenge to Mm. see the value in that and yet, as you say, in terms of engagement, in terms of motivation, I think there's so much value. Mm. And it sends so many positive signals to the team about yes. a willingness to view the world differently, about a willingness to, to embrace other stuff and the value of constantly learning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, look, definitely. And I think it's about looking at a position more holistically than the technical yeah. aspects. I see the same yeah. challenge around people learning leadership skills oh, when they're totally. in a leadership totally. role. And it's yeah. so important. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is that resistance. But yeah. I think, you know, and this is about having open communication and open conversations mm-hmm. and figuring out the best way through because what we know, and um, I was sharing with you a little earlier, there's a study 
just recently at a Swinburne University, Swinburne University, um, and they looked at they looked at a range of things, collaboration, workplace learning, a whole range of things. But one of the stats that really stood out to me, and this goes back to why learning is so important in such a high change environment, is that three in five workers that they surveyed feel that they won't have the skills for their current job within the next five years. Mm, So they feel that their job is growing and sometimes it's about technology, change, all those things. They're not going to be equipped to do their current job in five years. Now you go back 20, 30 years in the workplace, like Mm. you said, you got your degree, that's Mm. all you needed for the the rest of your career. It's not, that's simply not the case anymore. So we know, you know, this study showed us that, um, the majority of Australian workers want to learn. There's a real thirst for learning and they want to learn at work. Um, but less than half, well, less than half actually of Australian workplaces are providing that opportunity. So there is a gap between what employees are looking for here and what we're actually delivering on. And I think businesses that can bridge that gap yeah. successfully are going to be able to attract better quality applicants. They're going to be able to retain their people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of flow and benefits of, of paying some attention to this learning. I think so too, and and I think there's another aspect to that, which is bringing people back from leave. You know, people who've mm-hmm. been on maternity leave, paternity yep. leave, extended sick leave, or carers leave, that sort of thing. What I know from taking maternity leave was that I really felt, oh my god, maybe my skills are no longer valid. After mm. Well, of course they were. Yeah, but that was a while ago now, and I agree with you. I think things are moving fast, and I think. Yep. To give people that confidence coming back after an extended period away, some of this sort of micro-learning can be incredibly valuable mm. just to give them that those, um, the confidence and the skills and, the, I don't know, give, give them that sort of sense of I'm back in the world. Yep. And here's, oh, here's a new thing. That's exciting. Rather yes. than, God, that's a bit terrifying because yep. I've been away for a while. Mm. Does that make sense? I think, yes. yeah. I think yeah. there really is a role that we play as leaders and as business owners in how we bring our people back. Mm. This, this yeah. Learning has a real role to play in that. And you, you made an interesting point there around confidence, and I think this is true for anyone that is feeling like they're not going to have the skills for their role or that, you know, things are moving fast and they're not keeping up. Mm. It, you know, getting that learning in increases confidence. And of course, someone that is more confident is going to be more, you know, innovative in their ideas. They are going to be more productive in their role. Um, you know, confidence has a whole range of, um, you know, things that it plays into. Yeah. And you're right, learning creates confidence. Mm. I think, isn't that wonderful when people can come back, even from tiny little micro lessons mm. with a oh god how about we try this or I just saw this thing or somebody just mentioned this you know and what you're doing is bringing back little opportunities to innovate mm. and I was, I've been talking in these workshops I'm running about how if we don't innovate our businesses will die because yeah. somebody else in our industry will be doing it yep. so if we're not doing it we are the ones who are going to slowly or fast we're going to fall back we don't want to be the blockbuster, do we? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, and, and I think too, it also, and this t- plays in with the confidence, but also plays in with the ability to share knowledge, is that if someone goes oh. out and learns, you know, maybe a new software, maybe something 
particular, they can bring that back and share it with others. And that knowledge sharing plays in with the confidence. It also embeds the the knowledge because you know when you teach someone else something, you, you again relearn it and it just really beds it in. And so the investment in one employee doing a particular thing might be felt by 10 employees so it's it's an excellent return on investment if you can tap into it in that respect yeah i think it is i think there is so much value in it i think we shouldn't be scared of it no i think we shouldn't see it as as a liability i think it's one of those things we should view as an opportunity Mm. And it's not just for big business. And I think that's also a bit of a common misconception that, well, you know, corporates have a training budget, small business doesn't and shouldn't and won't. And and I I think that is not the right way to think about things. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Mm. So, yes, look, I always encourage people to look for learning opportunities for their people. But also, Mm. as we said at the beginning, just to sort of tap into what motivates your people too. Look for those people who are looking for growth because, there's a real opportunity for them mm. to, to get that growth um, in ways that are really going to benefit the business too without putting pressure on, you know, you needing to promote them and things. Mm. What you're doing is giving them opportunities to grow in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not already, have some conversations and look at this as a real option for engagement and for uh, motivating your people. I think it's a, you know, a real opportunity that we have. And, and ask them, you know, what do they want to learn? Where do yes. they, what are they seeing and hearing mm. that they are kind of curious about? Absolutely, because if someone isn't interested in learning whatever it is you're going to send them off to learn, it's it's really yeah. just funny. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yes, you definitely want to make sure this is in, you know, the realm of what they're wanting, to, they've got a thirst for learning in. Absolutely. Thanks, Chrissy. Lee. Lovely to talk. Excellent, excellent to chat to you. And if you are interested in asking about workplace learning or if you want to share your experiences with how you're embedding this learning uh, culture in your workplace, let us know in on the Facebook page, which is over at Grow Your Influence on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And can I just say, at the moment, there is a, an incentive for, um, I think it's just Victorians, I might be wrong about that, uh, the government has an incentive to do leadership learning where you can okay. get 120% tax break. So if you're interested in that, check that out too um, because right. that may be an opportunity to develop people in your team. To give Wonderful. Them so we'll put that in the Facebook group so that you, for those of you in Victoria, yeah. um, I think it's going to run for another 12 months or so. So if Wow, what a fantastic. Wait, yeah, that might be good. Mm. Right. Yeah, we'll definitely share that. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Juliet. Great to chat to you. Lovely to see you, Chrissy Lee. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.